0: Everybody, we are back. It is taped on live. It's your favorite Raiders podcast, favorite Raiders channel, favorite Raiders everything. We are back. You guys already know what to do. Hit the subscribe button. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Go ahead and get that button. hit the subscribe button. Hit the like button if you don't like it. Hit the dislike button if you don't like it. Sorry, hit the like button if you like it. Hit the dislike button if you don't like it. Also, leave a comment if you like it. And leave a comment if you don't like it. Also, make sure you follow me and BD on Twitter at the Mark John NFL at BDWilliams18. I'd like to welcome everybody in here, talk about a little Raiders stuff. You know what I'm saying? You know, do a little Rock Your Sin, Rock your Scene. Today, yes, a little Rock Scene um, for, you know, a little breakdown, show, show exactly what he's doing. I'm going to do my... Uh, Devante adams video that i messed up that i got a lot of complaints about so i took it down you know i'm a man of the people i like i like to to listen to the comments and the people so so we're gonna run it back got, we're gonna run it back we're gonna do it on this show but uh <laughs> so, so you say, andre said i deleted the video midway through sorry about that audrey while you're watching but you know i had a lot of complaints i didn't you know I, I didn't want to do complaints, right so you know yeah, we want to give you guys the best content that we can get you so you know i, I saw people didn't like it. So I want to make sure that, you know, we give you the best thing that we can do. So that's what we do here, you know.
1: Uh, B, how you feeling, man? How you feeling? I feel good. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling the same. We we got Devontae Adams. We talked about it already. You know, there's been some really small minor uh, additions, acquisitions. Nothing to get me worked up over. You know, uh, Kaiser, cool, I guess. You know, yeah. Kyler Fackrell. By the end of the year, Kyler Fackrell will be, like, a fan favorite. You know, he'll, like, have, like, really nothing stats, but he'll have, like, a couple, like, clutch plays. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and he's, like, you know, he's, like, a white boy with, like, long hair. You know, there's there's a, a good segment of Raider Nation that will fall in love with Kyler Fackrell because he plays with, like, with he plays his heart out for sure. Mm-hmm. He's a solid player. Kyler Fackrell, I think, elevates this uh, the depth chart, you know, He's 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 better than Malcolm Kuntz. He's the third edge. Malcolm Kuntz is still the fourth edge. Okay, Kyler a uh, proven starter now in the NFL. You know, like go back to his year with the Giants under Patrick Graham. Yeah. So uh, I might do a Kyler Girl, uh thing eventually. You know, he's he'll he'll be a backup uh, on this team. And then the other guy that I need to look into is this Vernon Butler character because that's the size. That's player. the size of a Patrick Graham defensive tackle. 6'4", 320. That's what we're talking about uh, when we're talking about Patrick Graham's defense. Big, big, big guys, right? Uh, so I'm excited to see because uh, I've heard really good things about Vernon Butler. I don't think I ever scouted Vernon Butler when he came out uh, yeah. from Louisiana Tech. I don't know if I watched him. I can't remember now. But uh, so I, I got to jump into this player now. I think he's got like about five or six years of NFL film in uh, here. So I'll ta- I'll take a look at that. Uh, and maybe I'll be excited about it. But, you know, these are depth pieces, probably for the most part. Mm-hmm. Maybe Vernon Butler's a starter, but these are like depth guys. I, I think Billings Billings is a guy that we don't talk about
0: that's still there, that's just chilling. Um, nobody acts like he was doing, like the first signing <laughs> the Raiders. Everybody acts like he didn't exist. Oh, Andrew Billings. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Billings, I mean, he's not a bad nose tackle. Uh, I mean, he had a down year last year coming back uh, from COVID, but the year before that he was a pretty good player. Um, so he's not he's not somebody that, you know, maybe they can get him back going and, you know, revitalize his career, maybe. Um, but he wasn't a bad player when he used to when he was playing. Um, so then you bring in Vernon Butler. He's also that type of player, kind of same type of player that uh Billings is. I'm I'm pretty sure Butler played for Carolina. Yep. I think it's the same guy, right? He played for Carolina, he played for Buffalo the past couple of years. Uh, you know, he played that kind of that nose of role credit. I think he backed up uh uh Phillips. More than uh no more than more than he wanted to or more probably more oliver too because he was kind of more the backup for if ed oliver didn't really work out like they wanted to but then Ed oliver took the next step that, uh, this past year he actually started to reach his potential so they're really excited about him um buffalo which you know i'm kind of still you know which could be for it, the fourth pick of the trap but whatever uh you know uh with ed oliver but vernon Butler is coming in and I, I think he could be a, a decent player for us, for sure. I mean, I think defense tackle is one of those positions where, like, you know, you don't have to go big. You know, that's why I was a big, like, Tim Settle guy. I really wanted Tim Settle, somebody like that, that you could kind of just put in there, like, maybe. He's, like, 25, and you're like, oh, my God, and you got, like, a big defensive tackle that's, like, getting 10 sacks. And you're like, oh, my God. I think it's one of those positions, like, especially with, like, safety, too. Like, linebacker, you could probably just find some guy and you put him in, and you're like, oh, my God, he's really good if in your right system, so. I think that uh, I like the way they're doing defense tackle. They're not trying to get crazy and give Sebastian Joseph
1: Day ten million dollars. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, someone's asking about Isaiah Bugs. Did the Raiders sign Isaiah Bugs? Uh, I'm not. Is that is he a safety? I don't know who that is. No, no, no he's a defensive tackle. He's just a guy. Okay. Um, right. If they did sign Isaiah Bugs, uh, I would I would uh, guess he'd be cut at camp. Um, okay, so I'm gonna jump into Rocky Scene, my Rocky Scene breakdown. Is that cool, Marcus? We're yeah, go, 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 can ahead, can go ahead. Can we segue into this? Okay, so yeah, I'm gonna go talk on. about Rocky Scene. Uh, this is the first time I'm watching Rocky Scene in depth since he came into the NFL. I only watched Rocky Scene on broadcasts before, mm-hmm. um, and then I did watch him in depth coming out. Uh, you know his his Temple uh, film. I watched that coming uh, coming out, so I was familiar with the player. Uh, but you know i was excited to kind of see what we had in store here here let me uh, share my screen we'll just go through it here let's do it all right all right so let's talk about rocky scene first things first let's talk about him playing press man coverage okay Here we go bottom of the screen going up against raiders very own brian edwards okay i want you to watch his feet and i want you to watch his hands okay he does a great job of using his hands and feet independently from each other okay and his footwork is always so clean to keep his feet in a spot where he can cut the guy off before he gets his hands on and then you also see him there just hassle brian edwards the entire rep you know not give up any separation Again, feet, then the hands, and then Brian Edwards even tries to push off at the top of that route, but Rocky saying because he's so competitive, because he's so physical, it's not enough separation, okay? Again, we're just watching hands and feet here, okay? So he's playing it. He's going up against Stefan Diggs. Watch his feet. We're going to use what's called a step kick, and the hands don't come on until eight yards down the field. Okay, so that's not a true press. That's not a physical press, right? This is called a step kick. So he has different types of press in his tool bag. Here we go. We're going to see step kick again. Such So patient with his feet, effortlessly getting into that upfield shoulder position, downfield. You don't, you don't think that he's threatened by speed, okay? He's not worrying about that. You see how patient he is, Okay. Uh, here's another example, but this time they're in two man. Okay. So he's playing press, but he's playing press in two man. So that means now he can switch up his technique and we're going to see him take more of a lateral step. Okay. And get his hands on now. And you see him get into that backfield short back shoulder position because he wants to undercut. Okay. He wants to get underneath Uh, He's got safety over the top. He doesn't need to be worried about getting beat deep here. He wants to undercut something. And he does such a good job throwing off the timing of this route right here. I say he gets an assist for that interception. Come on. Great job um, uh, throwing that off. Now, we talked about getting the hands on. Okay, Here, he doesn't ever get the hands on. And before he gets that contact key, he turns around and he kind of loses that receiver right there. That's one bad rep I was able to find in press man coverage. He wasn't even targeted on it. Okay, so safe to say he's probably pretty good. This is a this is an interesting rep uh, going up against the Raiders, going up against um, Deshaun Jackson here. Hold on, let me find him. Yeah, it's the next one. Okay. Going up against Deshaun Jackson. Bottom of the screen. Okay. He's a man on Deshaun Jackson. Watch his feet again. Watch his hands. Great job. Great job. And one thing he does here, again, late in the rep, peeks at the quarterback, loses Deshaun Jackson, right? But finishes. So we got up and down rep there. Most importantly, finishes. Gets a pass breakup. Now, I actually like Rakusen even better in zone, believe it or not. I think he's a very well-rounded corner. He can play a multitude of techniques. He can play from a pedal. This is um, relatively unremarkable rep here because he's not targeted, but we're going to get Yankee uh, from the Rams, okay, and the Colts are in cover three, and this is just an example of a modern cover three adjustment. Gus Bradley never used it. He didn't believe in modern cover three. Uh, He believed in, like, old school (laughs) cover three, right? This is a modern cover three adjustment, and we see you just in here, get that deep crosser, and what is he doing? He's pointing out. He's saying, hey, safety nail down on the crosser. I'm going to overlap to the post here we'll switch uh, positions okay don't let them attack our leverage so we see rocky sand capable of making those adjustments on the fly those really tough nfl only adjustments you only see on sundays okay this is something else that you really only see on sundays and you're only going to see uh from a handful of teams perhaps even patrick graham being one of them okay we got this is very interesting rep. okay this is a linebacker who walked out and is in a man alignment on a running back. This is a safety who's in man alignment on the tight end and we got a corner over here, okay? And a corner over here, Rocky Sain, and a nickel. Okay, so if I'm the quarterback and I see a linebacker all the way out wide in man alignment, we see we get man alignment really across the board, okay? You're thinking, oh, they're in man coverage, obviously, okay? And this is one of the craziest things I've ever seen. This is why Darius Leonard is, like, one of the best in the entire NFL. They actually end up playing cover four. Darius Leonard is going to bail into cover four like he's a corner. Never seen a linebacker do that in my entire life. Incredible adjustment. And then we see seen here. He's really the one making the play here. He's playing the nickel spot. He's playing the nickel spot in this, in this coverage adjustment here. And he's going to zone it up. And you see him do such a great job staying in this passing lane where Stafford wants to go. Stafford is trying to move him around with his eyes here. And you see Yassine you make Stafford pat that, prevent that touchdown, allow the coverage to get there. So great zone rep from Rocky Yassine. Here's another one we're going to get. This is really the Chiefs play here where we get the inside post, right? And then we get this, like, fake corner, big post here. You know what I'm talking about, Marcus. The Chiefs mm-hmm. do this all the time, uh, so Rocky seen is gonna see it going up against uh, the guys in the division. I think he does a great job staying on top of that. Um, so you know, you you don't see him getting blown by. Okay, here's another example of a zone coverage trap. We're gonna be in palms is the coverage, and we're gonna get a post wheel. And Yasin does such a great job right here, staying. With this post, as long as possible, baiting Tom Brady into throwing this wheel. And you see him come off of it. Okay. They call him rock because his hands are made out of stone. All right. Other than that, that's a beautiful play. Okay. Look at him. Just that's that's the goat. That's Tom Brady. He's sick because he's like, man, I could have picked off the goat right there. Um, so it's a great play. Obviously, it could have been an even better play if he caught it um here we go here's another cover three or uh cover four adjustment what's happening we got number one going away so what are we doing we're pointing it out we're telling our safety hey right tell them the safety nail down on that we're gonna go ahead and find work go ahead and help out the post safety the the four, four safety on the opposite side of the field you see him make these kind of adjustments pretty seamlessly He's got, it's clear that he's got a great understanding of pattern distributions. Um, so, I mean, overall, really good. Man, zone, you name it, Rocky Sin, really solid, okay? Here's an example of something that he could probably do a little better going up against Cooper Cup, I mean, Cooper Cup. you can't really name many wide receivers, if any, that are better than Cooper Cup. And we're going to get a little bit of a bang post here in the red zone against cover three. I think he just can do a slightly better job, leverage stepping. Okay. Just, you know, if he's one yard on this outside shoulder of Cooper cup, perhaps he's able to break this up and contest this a little better than he did. Got, got beat. Hey, it's Cooper cup. You're going to get beat by Cooper Cup. He's the best that, that there is really. Um, now that, that should have said tackling. Okay. Now, when I watched Rocky scene in, uh, College, fantastic tackler, very physical player. What I watched from Rocky Scene in 2021 tape. Okay, it's definitely calling that into question. Now, this is an example of a good play. It shows that he is capable. We're gonna get a reverse from Robert Woods and Rocky Scene, he's gonna fight all the way through traffic on the opposite side of the field. Make this play fantastic play to not only recognize and trace down, but then to also finish. Look at that! No, 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 game. Great play. Now, he's capable. I say I show that to say that he's capable, but too often from the tape I'm seeing stuff like this, where we're just kind of lacking physicality, getting pushed around on the perimeter. Um, you know, you run this play at the corner because you don't think that he can tackle. You leave him unblocked on the edge. Like you seen proved it right here. Okay. I think that his tackling is definitely questionable at best. Um, this is really, I think this is a, a really bad example. We're in cover two. We get the swing route. We get the flat route. So Rocky's saying, what does he do? He comes down, comes to balance, okay? And just really, really poor tackling effort here. Um, you know, and then this is probably my uh, my least favorite example. We get, you know, a speed out from Deshaun Jackson, Okay. Rocky scene, go let's 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 accelerate through the ball carrier here blow him up please but you see him he comes to balance and just gets stiff-armed by Deshaun Jackson are you kidding me um you know I would be stiff-armed by Deshaun Jackson because I sit on the couch and I just you know watch it on my computer all day but you're a professional corner please blast Deshaun Jackson come on man what are we doing here right um so i was really surprised to see uh just i guess he's making some business decisions in the tackling department honestly yeah. it was it was just discouraging to see that you have to tackle in patrick graham's defense you play so much cover too mm-hmm. uh so we'll see if that's something that he can improve on because i definitely think that he is capable more than capable uh of being a a, a solid tackler in the nfl but I, I guess the want to is kind of missing for you I don't know why that is. Maybe it's an injury related thing, but uh, that's something that we're going to have to keep our eye on as 2022 unfolds. Maybe it's Derrick Henry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> tackling in that division. Right. Yeah.
0: Just, that's tough. He's just, he's just tired of it, man. Making business decisions. to tackles. Right. Yeah. I mean, you can't just throw your body around like it's college. <laughs> like you're playing a temple. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean that was a good tape, man. Um, they, they, I know he has good tape. I know he's a good man and uh, press coverage. I know he he played pretty well over there. Uh, it was just interesting that they ended up trading him. I mean, they probably just they needed pass rush more than they needed a corner. To be honest, they have no pass rush over there, especially for the defensive ends. They have nothing. To be honest, I mean they have a pretty, uh Pie, but I mean where where is he gonna? Where is he? You know going to take his next step do you, do you trust to take this next step or you go get you a unique gangway to make sure you have some kind of pass rush over there so it makes it's interesting that they you know they shipped him over there um but we got him i, I, th- I think he's going to be a good player you know i just wouldn't expect like a pro bowler or something like that i'd expect a, a good player is going to fit into the scheme and and play well but you know not he, he might get beat sometimes you know, it's not like a, something that he's gonna just be shut everybody down, but like the most average receiver. That's you know, you're not gonna face a superstar every
1: single week. Yeah. Um, you know, and you know, like what 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 tapes did I show? I showed Rams tape. I showed Buccaneers tape. I showed Buffalo, right? Uh, I showed good teams that he's playing against. I wasn't showing him playing the Jets and the Jaguars. Like I could have done that. Right, but i was like why even watch those tapes like who cares right let me see him against the actual good quarterbacks right so we did see we did see solid tape against those teams i agree with you um he's gonna get beat why because you're a corner in the nfl and you get beat like it's just these wide receivers are too good these quarterbacks are too good okay so you there's no more like even we'll find tape of jalen ramsey getting beat if you want us to we can find it right there's no shut down like there's no Darrell revises anymore in the nfl Uh, you know, that being said, I think that he is going to be solid. Like you're saying, uh, I don't think he's going to be a liability to say the least. Mm -hmm. And I think that he is more valid as far as playing man coverage than Casey Hayward was. So at least you got that as well. You just have a more, maybe a little bit more well-rounded corner than Casey Hayward was, but Casey Hayward was just like elite in zone in cover three elite, right? Like he was like the probably the best in the NFL right now playing cover three, and that works when you play with, with Gus Bradley because that's all he calls, you know. Yeah. So uh, makes sense for uh, I guess Casey Hayward to get up out of here, go to a different scheme. But uh, I'm excited. I'm excited about Rocky's and I think that he's going to be all right for the Raiders. All right, man. That's cool. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean just just to you know, to get the secondary going. I still think they're gonna add somebody else. I don't know who I don't know who it is. I mean definitely you can't look at the draft anymore. It's like they try to figure out what, what I'm trying to do this week. I mean, do I just keep but <laughs> I'm just keep watching quarterbacks. Like, yes, I guess I really not do something. Cause I mean if you get to these for the draft, you know, you guys start watching some later round guys. Like I, I started watching um so I was talking about Woolen I was watching today. And you know I I think that he could play safety and you're talking about you know the the guy that they want to play all over the place he has some mm-hmm. reps at safety too that i think that's somebody that can get late That can also play corner too. yeah and around and that dude looks athletic on tape like in person it wasn't as crazy but um which, which is interesting to me but on tape man you you see everything that you saw at the combine on tape so it's somebody like that that's exciting that yeah. you know they could still get a corner. That they could mold into something when they have a Rocky Sin, the Trayvon Mullins, those type of guys, and then you could maybe figure out where you want to put him. Because I'm telling you, man, he at safety he has range. He, he has one play he was just like I was like, oh my god. So, just, yeah, just guys like that, you could you
1: you have your Rocky Sins, you have your Trayvon Mullins.
0: When and, you know, when you're
1: going up against Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill, all right? When you know when you're going up against these teams that really want to air it out on you. You got a guy with literally like this is Olympic caliber athlete. It's our uh, the woman, the Woolen kid, right? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that works out for you in a couple years. Yeah. And I'm a big fan of dropping uh, big corners and stashing them, stashing them on your practice squad, put them on the PUP, whatever, keep them on your roster as long as you can have them develop in the system because now you have this big six foot four corner who you can send out there to play man on tight ends, right? Yeah. You have that they talk about creating a wide receiver room like a basketball team. You got your you got your power you know, your point guard, you got your power forward types, right? You got your small guys, your big guys. Yeah. You should also have that in your secondary. Okay? To match some, you know, what these other guys are giving you, what these other teams are giving you. So, I'm a big fan of drafting big defensive backs and just keeping them stashing them for a couple of years and seeing how they turn out. Uh, so yeah, so we'll see what if any rookies really play because it's going to be third, fourth round, you know, guys that are giving the shot. So we'll see if those guys actually even get any work.
0: So, so somebody's asking about Trayvon Mullen. Is Trayvon Mullen sticking around? Yes. Is he better in
1: zone than man? Way better in man than zone. Trayvon Mullen is he's he's a lot longer than Rakiasin If you, uh, you know, just going off of, you know, I'm I'm not talking about measurements, but like Trevor Mullen, he's a long leggy corner. I'm sure if you like looked at how long their legs are, right, we're going (laughs) to see a a big difference. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And the problem with leggy corners is they have a hard time backpedaling. And that's why I was so disappointed with when Mullen went down this year because Casey, uh, Casey Hayward has basically gotten through this his entire NFL career with ne- without ever backpedaling. He plays in a half turn only. It's crazy. Yeah. He never backpedals. And I was so um, excited to have, like, Trayvon Mullen learn from Casey Hayward, you know, maybe playing in this half turn, maybe that's a little easier than backpedaling for him, you know. Uh, so I, we always kind of saw Trayvon Mullen struggle in zone because of those things. But yeah. when it comes to press man, you know, I think Trayvon Mullen has just as good as good of press man tape as any corner that as we're going to see. Uh, when he's on, he's playing fantastic, but you can't live in press man. You can't just do one thing. So it's not okay. It's not it, like that's not good enough to be like, oh, yeah, he's great in press man. But if he's a liability in other coverages, that's a problem. So uh, we do have to see Trayvon Mullen get better. Okay. All right. All right. All right
0: uh what else, what else?
1: uh
0: I think, I think we should I think we can move on to the the the, the elephant in the room here that, that everybody was really 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 wants to talk about is this offensive line <laughs> Brandon Parker's on the way back Brandon Parker is on the way back into town um you know <sighs> Uh, we talked about this. We talked about this last week, though. We did. We just talk about. I don't know. Probably. I don't know. When's the last time we did a show? I don't remember. But we did talk about the offensive line a little bit and how they believe that they can coach these guys up. Yeah. And you know, it, it gets really interesting now that they're bringing Brandon Parker and they brought Illuminor back. Okay. Because now that's basically just kind of confirmed that. Like, I mean, everything's pretty. Basically, confirmed that. We're running it back <laughs> with this offensive line. Now, what I will say, okay, there's there's two ways to look at it. You, you could be really freaking out, which I think most Raiders fans are. I think they're freaking out, a lot of it. A lot of people are freaking out. And, I mean, you can have a good idea. I mean, they weren't good last year. They weren't a good offensive line. They didn't really do well overall, okay? Um, but there were some good moments in there. There were some good games. Right, so if you're like a coach and you're coming in and there's there's a, a young offensive line that is sitting there, right, and they're young, you got to think about it. I mean, Colt Miller was year five, right? Colt Miller, year five. Okay, yeah, John Simpson, he's year three. Andre James, year four. Alex Sutherwood, year two. And then if you if you choose Brandon Parker, which I don't I don't think they will. I don't, I don't think they're going to choose Brandon Parker overall they brandon Parker is just they they just want somebody to kind of keep the cohesiveness of this line um going and we'll see we'll see about that but i'm not sure because luminor can play both he can play guard and he can play tackle so if they want to see somebody talking about leatherwood at right tackle if they want to put leatherwood at right tackle which is not out of of the spectrum they haven't just they haven't told us either way right they haven't told us either way what's going to happen so i even if they so.
1: did tell us it's not out of the question you know like,
0: yeah exactly and you know you do both and you know i thought luminor was benched for no reason last year that really pissed me off i, I really feel like that you should have left leatherwood out there because luminor was doing so well inside that they could have figured it out i mean he's a right tackle you can help him you can chip him you get a lot chip, of things yeah. you could do to to help him as a right tackle while he gets better and he can learn but they just kind of i don't know what i don't know what his problem with luminor was you know what i mean um you know uh we're not put Alex bars not playing I just wanted to say that one, he's he's terrible Let's the guys know that he's not <laughs> he's awful Alex bars is not playing okay he's he's there but you do not want Alex bars playing that's one thing That's one thing you guys do not want is Alex bars on the field if Alex bars is on the field you don't want that All right. all right Denzel could, I, I guess I can address this because everybody's gonna, people just, gonna just do be mad at me about this though I would be they're gonna be mad because I'm not I'm not a good fan <laughs> And, you know, and I like John Simpson. Everybody everybody hates John Simpson and likes Denzel Good. So I'm like, I'm like alone on my, on my uh, analysis of that. You're alone. You're alone. I'm alone. I'm, I'm dead alone. Right. Because he, uh, they, they, you know, he had, Johnson has a lot of low lights and I don't know what's up with Denzel Good. I mean, Denzel Good just is really, he's really, he's a backup, he's a backup player. And I always said that, but he's like, he's a fan favorite. Fans love, they love Denzel Good.
1: But I don't think... They love Denzel him. Good because he got hurt early on, and now there's no memory of him having any bad plays. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's, like, gone from their minds enough that they have, like, a good feeling about Denzel Good. But I agree with you. You have so much more athleticism and explosiveness from Simpson Yeah, that you have to play him first and see if you can coach this out of him because the starter that he could be is just so much better than what Denzel good could bring to you to your team. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and
0: you know, I put this on Twitter. I mean, John Simpson, if you want to, I mean, people love PFF with the linemen. Cause you know, since you can't really watch linemen and nobody really breaks them down, you depend on some of these yeah. metrics and, you know, uh, PFF had him 13th in pass block grade the last four weeks through the four game winning streak, and he didn't give up a sack or a QB hit. So you're, he's not going to get benched. You're not going to bench a, a, a second year player that looks like that. He could, if you just get his hands. I mean, it's a simple national the championship
1: thing. caliber, power five, huge, big time recruit. You know, top hundred draft pick, thirty, yeah, vertical very fifty pound. Yeah, he's starting. Okay, this is the pedigree. Thirty-four inch arms, that guard, right.
0: yeah, power no, like crazy. He, this he's is what a starter that, that. looks like. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So, and and he's he was getting better, and all they do is got to put his hands inside. They put his hands inside. He's fine. I I really feel like that. He just got started. He bear hugs people, and I don't know what the hell cable. I don't know what they were watching afterwards that they decided that the, they couldn't fix him. And and if you look at the Josh McDaniels quote, which I want to pull up because I think I sent a TPD in the picture. I want to read this. Because I, I think this kind of tells us everything. And, you know, we we had, like, some, like, I think it was, like, what Vic Tafer was, like, against it. He, like, it like bothered him that this, that Josh McDaniel said this, <laughs> which I thought was interesting. He's, like, he punted the conversation. But, okay. But let's let's talk about this. So, as you've gotten to evaluate the film, when you look at Alex Leatherwood, do you see him as a guard or tackle? And what are your thoughts on him? Josh McDaniels says, maybe I should share this, maybe. Should I share this? That's probably the right thing to do. So everybody sees it. Yeah, everybody see that? You yeah. get it? All right, cool. All right, so I see him as a guy that played a lot of football. There's a lot to evaluate. Playing as many games that you did as a rookie, there's good and there's bad. But when you're that young, you look at it as what we can work with and what we can fix. What can we fix? I'm not reading this directly. There's a lot to do in that process. I've already spoken to him. That process is under the way. I think what we'll end up doing is whatever's best for the Raiders. He's shown the ability to play in both spots. More guard last year than tackle, but we see him as being a uh, contributor. We see him being a guy that we're really excited to work with. We're going to try to get the most out of him. And I'm pretty sure that's what they think about everybody. So, (laughs) I mean, but basically that was, I mean, that's and a lot of this is, we're we're not getting the, the John Gruden fluff or trying to make a joke, trying to make fun of the media, trying to Throw them this way. when he's really doing this? I mean, that's the most straightforward answer that you could get. I mean, he really told us that we shouldn't really be shocked about how they feel about everybody else. With those that that saying, I know Brandon Parker shocks me. I'm sorry, guys. I I, I don't see what it is, Brandon Parker. Maybe they they see a 35 inch arm freak with who could move right, and it's it's interesting how this has all played out. Because I always wondered to myself if it was Tom Cable or if it was the line. And they think it's Tom Cable. So we're moving forward. Hopefully they can fix this guy's technique. Because to be honest, let's keep it real. If they fix these guys, there's a lot of talent. I mean, Leatherwood has a lot of talent. He does. as a talented offensive lineman. He's talented. I, I, I think that I think he, what's wrong with Leatherwood a little bit more too. me is he just have like a serious mean streak? I think he's not. And somebody needs to piss him off. I need mean, somebody like this, like yeah. Somebody needs to make fire. him more angry. Make him a little bit more angry. Play a little more anger as an offensive lineman. Because I mean, he, he's getting better though. He was he got better, and I think that they could work with some of this. But I, I am a little bit shocked that they didn't bring like anybody. in. I thought they were going to bring like some guy in to bring some kind of. You know what I mean? Like competition or something. I don't know. But just, you know, you sit back and I take a look. Okay, they're young. And that's what it is. They feel like there is a young offensive line because they are. I mean, they're young and they're cheap. So, like, if you if you could fix these guys, I mean, you don't have to pay Simpson for like another two years. Right. You fix him. You ain't got to play Leatherwood for a while. I mean, Miller's already paid. Parker's cheap. And then, you know, James, they already restructured him. He's cheap. You know, they they might bring somebody in the competition for James. But, you know, it's going to be interesting um, what they do with this offensive line. I think that, like, what do you think about James? I I think James can be – I think James' play strength is still never going to be what you want it to be. But I think he he was fine. He's a a fine center. He's not going to get in the way. He just got – I think if he gets better playing center longer – I think he can get better at it you know get better at getting those snaps out quicker get better at uh doing the work because i really feel like that you know it was march and they traded roddy hudson they called andre he's like hey andre you're starting and he's like what you know <laughs> i feel like oh but we're gonna pay you we're giving you like $6 million. Oh, okay cool and you know it kind of just went out there and i don't think he was really ready to start to be a starting center he wasn't but i, I think as the year went along he got better and i think center center you can hide a little bit right because yeah you can, Right, He's just got to get better at like knowing things, okay? Like knowing where a blitz is coming. He's got to point that out to Leatherwood because Leatherwood was blind at the time, and so was Parker. He, the center, and whoever the running backs are back there, they got to help point that out to the to the the, the, the guards and the tackles too. So, is it's Nick a lot Martin
1: of still on the roster? No, he's not. He's on the roster. Uh-huh. Uh-uh. It was one year deal,
0: huh? And Jim Morrissey's about to start for the Texans. He's a seventh round yeah. pick. Right. <laughs> He's about to start. <laughs> there's the your center right there.
1: Right? It's the tech. I mean, I guess. I guess. You're right. You're right. You're right. It is the Texans. It is the Texans. But um, I personally, I'm just gonna right. throw my piece out here about the offensive line. I'm not worried about the offensive line. Um, I think that there's a lot of talent here. And just like anything, it comes down to coaching. Okay. We saw Gus Bradley. Coach a secondary with Dallin Levitt, okay, Brandon Faison, Desmond Trufant out of retirement like a thirty-seven year old Desmond Trufant, he was a shell of his former self, okay. We saw him start a what a fifth round rookie in the nickel the entire year, yeah. Okay, who was the other guy that they had? Uh, Teamer. Oh gosh, and these these so there was a this was. Highly questionable secondary. Highly questionable. Rookie free safety the entire year, okay? Mm -hmm. And he was able to coach that unit into being a playoff caliber uh, defense, part of a playoff caliber defense, right? And that's not, the the talent was not good enough. It just was not good enough last year. And he Mm -hmm. probably made it work because why? Great coach, focus on fundamentals, focus on technique, okay? It's coaching, okay? And I think that, what the offensive line has to work with right now is so much more, so much more talent than what we just talked about from the secondary last year that the Raiders had, that a great coach should be able to get more than a good enough production out of this unit, in my opinion. Yeah,
0: because as I said, they're talented. Like, John Simpson, Barrett hugs average defensive tackles. He has terrible technique, and they still can't get past him. This is when he plays Jonathan Allen. (laughs) He's like, oh, that's what you're going to do? Really? Really? Really, you're you gonna do that? Or he plays Cam Hayward. Like Cam Hayward baptized him. I, I can't. He really, he literally baptized him into the NFL. Cam Hayward. Like, yeah. He's just like really. Welcome. Like, do, you, do, you First do, <laughs> do you watch tape on me? I'm just gonna do this. Do you watch tape on me? You know, like so. There's a lot of like just technique with these guys. These guys can just get their damn technique good. And it's probably what these coaches are thinking. And you know, the assistant offensive line coach was there last year. Right. He's there last year. So, you, you know, they're probably asking him questions. You're like, what do you think of this guy? What do you think of this guy? So it, it, is, is it is it really that they're bad or is they coaching? Like, what what is it that is happening with these guys that they're not playing well? And maybe he Perfect. had a bunch of notes because that dude is actually really good. I, I really thought they should have hired him. You know, Clemens, I, I thought he's a I thought he's a really good uh, up and coming offensive lineman. He really helped Trey Smith come along at, at Tennessee he did a lot of work. He played at Tennessee. I do think he's a good coach, and that's probably I think that's why they kept him. I mean, obviously, they think he's a good coach too because they, well, they, they kept Edgar Bennett and they kept him. I think he's one of the other only other coaches they kept was your assistant offensive line coach. They yeah, so they see some kind of something with him, and they probably took his opinion serious. And he was here last year. So maybe he's like, well, I mean, we tried to coach him up, but then, you know, Cable with you know, you, you don't know. <laughs> you don't, We don't know. I'm just making it. He up. threw I'm Cable under the bus. I'm, I'm not saying any rumors. Yeah, he might have threw him under the bus. You know, like I try to give him ideas, but you know. Uh, so it, it's, it's going to be interesting how they work these guys out. Because really, to be honest, let's keep it real. If, if they fix their technique, it will, they will be good. But if they don't. Fix their technique, then we know that they're just at a lost cost, or they try to and they're yeah. they're bad. And then we move along. And, and the thing, I talked about this on the radio too. I mean, the Patriots,
1: when was the last time the Patriots drafted their first round? Office tackle? Was it Isaac, Isaiah Wilder?
0: Oh, when was Isaiah. in the
1: first round? At the very end. At the very end. Yeah, when? Win or yeah.
0: solder, right? But like everybody else, like David Andrews, undrafted, you know, all these other guys are kind of just guys they found Trent brown was a seventh round pick that was a cast off from the niners and then he goes to yeah. the patriots and then he, he comes back to us we give him 18 million <laughs> best right tackle ever you know like or or he was coached up by the, was it, that guy's name um yes yeah, skarnecchia or 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 he's coached up by skarnecchia right is that or is it tri- you know and then we trade for Trent brown and it's there. I don't know. You know. You know what I'm saying. So it's it's interesting how. Uh, I I think that's good. It has a lot to do with with a lot of it. But I, I see a lot of questions about the scheme. So I got I want to answer that before we keep going too. Um Power run scheme is what, Hart Perkins is. It's a power run scheme. I mean, so historically, if, we go, if I go through the playbook. What the Raiders used to run when back in 2016 with Bill Musgrave was pure power. That's where they had the Colleccio Assembly and Gabe Jackson before Todd Downing decided that he wanted to do wide zone with them, which made no sense. So uh you you have you have that power scheme that's etched into the system. It's it's not there's not really a zone part of it. The flip though is, is that we got Mr. Palomalu coming to be the running back coach. What does he do? He's a zone guy, he's been a zone guy for a while, he's under QBAC kubiak guys they're they're big time zone rushers and that's what jacobs does well and i don't think mcdaniels is an idiot so i think that we're going to see a lot more zone than we usually see and they're going to defer to paul Amalu. i mean they i mean they already brought the, the um the browns tight end coach they brought him in for an interview for coordinator so you know that they're working on something to try to fit in some kind related, of zone yeah. schemes to yeah. i mean because to, to work with jacobs because they obviously they like jacobs a little bit i mean i don't know what they're gonna do with the option but you know jacobs is gonna play another year um at least with the raiders if they pick up the option then we know he's playing too but we know he's playing at least one more year right but so we th- they are not dumb right so because if, if they were if they didn't like jacobs and they're gonna run pure power they need to get rid of him because that's not what he does so yeah he's still here he does zone the best they brought in Paul Mahalo as the running back coach. He does a lot of zone. He has a lot of zone history. I think that they might just do both. I, th- I think they're going to be more diverse in the run game than we think because, uh, you know, they're adapters. I mean, they're going to mold to what's here, and I think that's what we want to see here um, going forward. But uh, some of the questions they asked when I, I asked about some of the linemen in a power scheme, you know, I, I, I honestly, you know, I think the Raiders – they block pretty well in power scheme, even like Miller and especially like Simpson. Simpson and even Leatherwood, like Simpson, that's, I mean, power scheme is like Simpson's go-to. I think, you know, trying yeah. to fit him in his own scheme is a little different too. But, you know, Denzel Good is not a zone guy either. But, you know, Simpson has the athleticism to get it done. And we saw him do have some good blacks and white zone this past couple of years. But I I feel like that um, they're going to have to mix it up, man. I mean, because if, if you are going to go power – you you have to get rid of Josh Jacobs, in my opinion, because he's just not he's just not that type of back. And you have to find somebody that you could like, you know, that the the a draft guy you could find a power back in the draft that fits that kind of system, or they, they want to bring somebody in to, you know, work it out. But they're gonna they're gonna mix it up.
1: They're gonna do two different systems. You... They're not gonna be pure power like they usually are. There's no way unless they're getting you ready to find a- any back to run power right. Yeah, you don't yeah. need, like, a hallmark marquee, right? Like, if you're, if you're just a power scheme, it's like, this is the hole, you hit it, okay? We're yeah. not improvising, we're not bouncing, okay? If it's there, you hit it. If it's not there, you hit it. You just go there, where we tell you to go, okay? You can just get any back to do that. You know, you don't need the first round back on your team, if that's yeah. what you are doing. And that's I mean, what the Patriots really have always well. done, right? Like, look at yeah. – they always had it stable. Even when they got a first-round back, Sonny Michelle, they'll play him and then they'll bench him, you know, and, and then they'll trade him or whatever it is, you know. So uh, you look at the way that the that Josh McDaniels has used running backs, and it's just like, okay, we have like four or five running backs, different flavors, and we're going to use them according to what their strengths are, you know, but we're not like – we don't have like one back, you know. <laughs> So I do think I do anticipate there's going to be games where, yeah, they run that zone because that that's that's a good look for the for them. But then I think there might be some games where Jacobs gets dialed back a little bit, you know, and they have other backs in there to play the kind of, uh, you know, run run schemes that they want. So yeah. that, that's my opinion on it. Just looking at McDaniel's history, he's not going to have a, 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 a feature back. I'd, I'd be surprised
0: if he had yeah, a feature and- back. Uh, I, I will say uh mixing zone and power. I mean, that's what that's what Shenahan does. I mean, Shanahan just does everything. You're gonna play for Shanahan. Yeah. you better go mm-hmm. block yeah. every single block. Yes. <laughs> we do wide yeah. zone. Some days, some games we won't even do wide zone. So we're just gonna just pull, pull. And I think you, you do want to be diverse like that a little bit. Um, but then you, you have to have the linemen that can do both though. Because some linemen can only do one thing. Right. Some backs, that's the thing. Like some backs can only run one scheme. And a lot of a lot of backs are scheme they have to be schemed into it. Like even like somebody like Adrian Peterson, like if you put him in the wrong scheme, he might not be as great as he, you know, as he can be, you know? I mean, of course he's not Rain Mozart or something, but <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Like Prasim Mozart has to be in a wide zone scheme because he, he has no, you know, that he doesn't have the vision to be straight line. He likes to, he has to read things and it's like be one cut or cut back and certain guys. But It's it's gonna be interesting what they do with the run game, to be honest. But I'm gonna keep it real with you guys. I don't think they're gonna run the ball that much. So it's really just a kind of a cool
1: conversation to have, you know, when we run the ball 15 times a game. (laughs) Yeah, they're gonna have they're gonna have like one game this year (laughs) where Derek Carr attempts like four passes, you know what I'm saying? And then they'll run the ball like you know 40 times or something like that. Well, that's why I can't wait. The Chargers are gonna get it because I hope we play the Chargers like
0: week eight. So we can just we're just gonna pass all over every single team, and then we're gonna play the Chargers. We're, we're just
1: gonna. Yeah. yeah. It's gonna Jacob be Johnson, three tight ends, three tight ends. Yeah. <laughs> just,
0: we'll, so we'll see how well you can take this yeah. uh, right up the middle, right up the gut run. Yeah. So, oh,
1: you got you got great pass rushers. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Let's
1: see what cool. Cool linebackers could do this. You could have, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. All right. I don't so know. we talked about the offensive line. Uh, we talked about run schemes. Okay, I think uh, we should pump the brakes. You know, Raider Nation, panicking about guys like Brandon Parker being re-signed. Like, okay, let let this guy go to camp and get cut. It's not a big deal. Relax. Okay, he'll probably get cut. Um, I can see that. Like, it, it, no one said he's a starter, right? Uh, so, but we talked about that. We talked about this, uh run schemes, but. You had a Devontae Adams breakdown that didn't work out for you last time, right? Do you want to jump into that right now? Do you have time? Yeah, yeah, I
0: can actually uh, get this right. I guess, I guess we can watch him do some moves. I mean, this is what
1: this is what the people are tuning in for, you know?
0: Oh, Devontae. Devontae Adams,
1: man. I know, I know. All right, so let me get this started. here. This is the moneymaker, the big dog. Yeah, yeah. I heard While just you're awesome doing that, um. We got a question: If we're gonna do a mock draft, I think we we probably will do a mock draft. Yeah, I
0: mean, I mean, well, I pull this up. Like, how do you guys want us to do that? Like, because it's 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 how many picks is it? It's a third, a fourth, and two fifths. I mean, do you want us to do like a real mock draft or like a like a first round one? Like, how do you guys want us to do that? Because yeah, like, like what? Yeah, what? Yeah, true. It's gonna be yeah 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 um yeah i don't know i don't know what are we gonna do for the draft bro like i don't know i don't know but we'll we'll figure take the day off i guess so all right so uh i was doing devonta adams deep and intermediate routes i'm gonna do a red zone one by itself i'll make sure that you know we do that better get that production better but um this is basically deep and intermediate routes here um and of course this guy's fantastic i really don't want to get into that but i kind of want to get into a little bit of his talent and his skill here so let's go ahead and start off with this one this is just a quick quick fade right you know aaron Rodgers. see he's got one-on-one right here He got the safety he's kind of creeping he still wants to side, right but we got all these guys in the line they're blitzing they're coming after aaron Rodgers, which i don't know why you would do that anyways and you see right here he just flicks the wrist but let's go let's go back to Devontae Adams here. He's the man, and we're not doing a quarterback breakdown here, Marcus. Don't get lost. All right, here we go. See the jab step? Little arm over. He's got this guy reaching. He's in this, this – that's not the shoulder you want to hit as a, as a corner. You don't want to hit this – you don't want to hit the hit the inside shoulder. You don't hit the outside shoulder. So he's already lost, right? And then Adams is in full speed here. He's already in full speed run, and the ball is already in the air, right? That's kind of the timing that Aaron Rodgers and him already have. We got the corners falling. After the arm over, he can't even get his balance back. And, you know, right there, good back shoulder throw. I still believe he could have hit this right here, in my opinion, if he hit that, he's probably running a little bit because even though Fitzpatrick might get there, I still don't think he does. But back shoulder, we'll take it. First down. See you, watch it one more time. Boom, full speed. Great throw. Back shoulder. Boom. All right, him versus Denzel Ward. We'll back this one up. I don't know really what Denzel War was thinking here on this one, but I think he's trusting his speed. because Don't get me – let me know if I'm wrong. It's opening the gate, correct, BD? Don't open the gate. Okay, he's opening the gate. But I think he's opening the gate because he's like, this dude runs a 4.6, right? Come on, man, he runs a 4.6. I can open the gate. And if he wants to run a slant, he can't get inside, and I can trust my speed. But uh, play speed here. Here we go. He just runs right past him. The Disney did confused. This is some a little confused there. So that's why you don't open the gate, guys, especially against Devontae Adams. And then you open the gate, and he slows down and catches it and then tosses you to the ground. And you got lucky you tripped him because it would have been a, uh, an embarrassing touchdown for you probably. This is just, just – just no. there's really nobody that can guard him. And that's why I love watching this. Like, who really can guard this guy? Like, just that one person. So here's another one against off coverage. I want you to watch Jalen Ramsey up here because I think this is something the Raiders are going to be doing to the Chargers, even though Staley might be a little different because I cut this off a little bit, but Ramsey wasn't here. And they moved this player out here, this tight end. They did an adjustment. They moved him out here and it it forced Ramsey to move outside. So I think it's something they're going to be messing up with Brandon Staley because same defense. Brahim Morris tried to copy it basically. I don't think he's good at it for sure, but get Matthew Stafford. But well, you see him getting square here, right? Look at him getting square right before with a little bit of a jab step. This guy's already leaning. He's already toast to me, in my opinion, because he's starting to lean. He looks like an offensive tackle, and he's leaning even more. And then you got another arm over, and you kind of see Jalen Ramsey right here. He's peeking because he knows <laughs> that that guy one is already in trouble. He knows the coverage. He's a smart corner. He's a smart player. He knows that he needs to help. He's not even worried about the tight end, honestly. He's looking right at Devontae Adams. And he goes with it, but he beats all of them and the safety before they get there with a terrific throw from Aaron Rodgers. And he lets them know that I'm the truth, which you are, Devontae. You are the truth. So here we go. Another one. Just a nice little route there. Doesn't get the ball there. They had a guy inside, but I just want to show that route. Go back one more time here. It's so almost a like quick out of the breaks, another little arm over. Just, everything is technique. Like Everything is about him getting open. He talked about it on the PFF podcast. And he doesn't want anybody around him when the ball's thrown. He doesn't even want the quarterback to feel like they can't throw him the ball. And you can tell with the way he runs routes. Now, now we got to get him against Denzel Ward, right, playing a little quarter's coverage, kind of let him go inside there. I don't know why Aaron Rodgers didn't throw it to him here watch one more time right see that they double team him they're trying to cut off any slant route to him right so ward lets him go to the help but he beats both of them and he's open for a first down i believe but you know check it down that's fine It's third down that's okay all right fourth down got a punt Back to Baker Mayfield, I guess. Guess you face Baker Mayfield. You're not scared. So this this is one of my favorite ones, favorite routes right here. Cause look at his eyes. Okay, so let me back this up a little bit. This is all eyes. So I want you to watch him and the safety. So he's all eyes. He's running the seam route right here. He's all eyes forward. This gets his safety to turn. Okay, but that's not what he's doing. He's running across her. <laughs> and he's wow. like, you can't stop me. You can't stop me. You just can't stop him, guys. He's just he's literally unstoppable. I <laughs> ah, he's running a seam. Oh, I'm a safety. I gotta turn my hips. He's running a seam. I gotta help. I gotta help. No, 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 no. And then make a great catch on a low throw. And then Jalen Ramsey one more time, you know, Jalen Ramsey, right? He's got a little stutter step on Ramsey there. I already talked to you about this BD. I really don't like Ramsey in this position. And he's got him like straight lights, kind of just totally out of technique right there. Gets open. First down. So yeah, I mean, I really don't know what to say when I break that guy down. I'm like, what do I supposed to say? <laughs> Like what? Say, we'll
1: Say it. Say yeah. it. Say it.
0: He's he's literally unstoppable. Like, I don't understand. I don't know. I don't know how you stop him. Like you could double team him. Um, you you literally have to hope it's a bad throw from the quarterback. I mean, that's kind of the hope of that as a corner. That, yeah. Because if he throws it like anywhere, perfect or anywhere high or back shoulder or like, you know, whatever, you know, it, it's he's unstoppable. He's unstoppable. And I, I know why he's throwing it back shoulder. I know why he's throwing it left shoulder because the safety's coming. But I, st- I still think that he probably could have fitted in there. That's just my opinion. If you'd have to agree with that. You can say that I'm dumb. Uh, that's fine. I, I still think he could have fitted in there. He's Aaron Rodgers. I just, you know, I'm i just giving Aaron Rodgers too much credit. I've seen him do it before. <laughs> so I'm like, You're Aaron Rodgers, you could probably fit that in there. It's more yeah. like an a expectation of him being one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Yeah. I've seen him, especially when he threw it. Because he threw it like soon as he hit that break. I feel like he aimed it for him to throw a back shoulder, but if he aimed it for where he was, you know, hit him right in
1: track, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong, guys. Maybe I mean, wrong. so, uh, you know, the biggest thing for me, watching Devontae Adams, and I think that uh, your breakdown did a good job illustrating this, is that the skill level is as high as any wide receiver in the NFL. Right? Like, Mm-hmm. Watching Devonte Adams get guys stacked, okay, who are, get guys stacked who are better athletes than him, right? Okay, and run away from them downfield because he's doing things with his arms and his hands and the hand fighting. He's very physical, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and de- you know, and that's how you win on the outside because there is going to be so much hand fighting on the outside in the NFL. You have to be physical in order to win. You have to just have so many tricks in your, you know, up your sleeve. And Devontae Adams has them all. He has all the tricks, okay? And as long as you have that, you're going to be able to play your game in the NFL. You don't need to be running four threes because you have so many other tricks, right? So Mm -hmm. he's going to be very productive. What we're seeing isn't like, oh, that's only going to work with, no, this works, period, (laughs) right? Like, this isn't a guy who just uses athleticism to win okay this is um incredible amount of just savvy and just understanding you know the the intelligence that he has when he's out there uh it's 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 a joy to watch this is how football should be played uh he's one you know one of the great uh, examples of that at his position right now uh so you should be super excited raiders and i think that when antonio brown came we were hoping that we would see this obviously there was like other things going on in Antonio Brown's life and you know that got in the way, but now we can really be excited to see this because it's gonna work out with Devontae Adams, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's gonna work
0: out. It's gonna work out. Uh, I, I just he's mentioned Waller, but I do think it's funny that Waller's 30 and nobody's ever talked about that ever before. He's he was 30 all last year, we didn't talk about it like once. Or well, he's turning 30 this year, I think. He's turning 30, he's 29 last year, he's turning 30. We do never heard a peep about Waller falling off, but Demonte Adams is going to fall off. He's turning thirty, but like, not not a peep about Darren Waller. That's why I know that it's all BS and they're just trying to hate (laughs) because Darren Darren Waller's turning thirty two. Guys, what about him? Should we trade him? Like, what do what do we, you know, like just decide? Should we we shouldn't pay him again? And out of
1: all those guys, Hunter Renfro looks the oldest. He's got the receding hairline. Okay. All right, that was a bad joke, bad joke. Uh, I completely agree with you, and and you can say that. you. Th- this would actually be valid for Darren Waller because Darren Waller, the way he wins is centered around, around athleticism, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when you get to 30, the, the idea is, oh, are you losing a step, okay? And if how you win is with that step that you just lost, okay? Yeah. yeah, that's a concern, okay? But Devontae Adams doesn't win with athleticism. He wins with skill, okay? He's very controlled out there. He's he's not sprinting as fast as he can and jumping as high. You know, we're not seeing, like, incredible feats of athleticism out there, but that's what we see from Darren Waller's game. So, yeah, that would be more valid to talk about Darren Waller's age, but also, modern NFL, these guys are incredible athletes. Even if Darren Waller loses a step, I think that we still got a really good tight end on our hands, so I'm, yeah, not, yeah. I'm not worried I'm not, about that either. I don't think he lost a step at all either. I, I think he's no. still a beast. I mean,
0: no. <laughs> what is him losing a step? A four or five tight end? <laughs> no.
1: And what, what, pe- what people don't understand is the level of like what these athletes have at their dis- at their disposal right now. Okay, thirty years old is like twenty six you know, 20, like 20 years ago. Okay. yeah. These guys have incredible medicals, everything that they have, their, their nutrition, like these guys, 30 is not old anymore for athletes. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's you can, you can be at peak optimal performance at 30 for sure. hundred percent. And you should be able to do that, you know, up until maybe like 35, 37, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. So. They're getting on you because you're
0: bald, bro. It's your 100 info joke.
1: Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, look, that's why I said it. That's why I
0: said it. What you you're mean? saying you are yeah. Renfro just just go with it, right? You just you just sometimes when there was the hairline's receding and you keep fighting it, you just got he's got to shave it off, bro. Just go ball, you know? Renfro, I think
1: he's got to embrace it. I, yeah. I recognize. I recognize the dilemma that Hunter Renfro is going through right now, okay? I recognize it. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um anything else though that we want to talk about? Uh, we're talking about age with Devontae Adams. I mean, we're we're at the hour, hour mark right now officially. Yeah 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 i I think we're good man i I
0: think we uh, talked about a lot talked about the offensive line
1: um
0: you know the changes uh, last thing i will say i i think that um what maybe josh mcdaniels kind of thought is the same offense really is coming back right we got the same exact offense coming back maybe the same line same running backs the top two same Hunter Renfro, same Darren Waller, same Foster Moreau. Maybe Brian Edwards has some competition. We'll probably talk about that next show because we're not going to get all into that right now. But because I, I, I want to throw out a name, Tyler Johnson. Do not sleep on Tyler Johnson. I actually talked to a Chargers guy about him because I was trying to figure out why the hell they let him go. And he couldn't figure it out either. So I think he's a sleeper guy that nobody's talking about. Dude, everybody wants a speed guy. It's Tyler. He's chilling right there. He's just like, hey, hey, I'm, I run a 4 3, guys. And I'm like, 23, 24. So Tyler's back there. That's a secret guy that I don't think everybody should sleep on. But um, we just basically plugged in Devontae Adams instead of Henry Ruggs. Same offense. So think about that. They're raised for 5-2. They're 25 points a game. They scored 30 points four times. We took out Henry Ruggs. <laughs> and we plugged in Devontae Adams. Just think about that. I just want you guys to think about that as we leave the show. That this is they, they took out Henry Ruggs and they plugged it into <laughs> that's how you should think about it. Yeah. Just like think about like leave the rest of the season like week nine from 18. We think we talk about that season that part of the season the most. We just gotta focus on what happened the first seven weeks, right? First seven weeks of happened. we're just plugging Devontae Adams in. And hopefully yep. Wallers to get hurt. You know? Yeah. So but, yeah, I, I think that uh, is uh, the way to look at it. But, anyways, we're out of here, guys. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Appreciate everybody listening. I got 237 today. Um, appreciate everybody that come in, You know all the comments, all, all the other guys that, uh, um, you know, it's Tyron Johnson. My bad, Tyron Johnson. But all the guys we got in here, really appreciate you guys coming in. BD, you got any last thoughts? follow us on Twitter it, guys be march on NFL at BD Williams 18 hey, appreciate you guys listening be good peace we yeah. out